Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This is a special uh, live edition from Gamma Trade Show, and I've had the opportunity to sit down with a variety of creators, project creators, mostly in the board game space, and so that's who I have today. A guest who has been on the show almost since the very beginning, uh, I'm welcoming AJ Porfirio from Van Ryder Games. AJ, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's great to be here, Richard. Um, this is a treat to do this live. It is. It is fun to do it live. We've known each other for. Well, how old is your? So my young. We we we've known each other probably six or seven years. Yeah, because which is the age of my youngest kid. Right. Yeah. We, we measure it by children, and right. this is the first time. Is this the first time we've. No, physically met? We met in G- at Gen Con in those early years. Yeah, Brief- years ago. It was briefly in passing. Yeah. Um, and so it's yeah. been fun. It's, it, I keep saying that the English language is lacking in vocabulary to keep up with the modern uh, relationships that we have. When yep. you meet somebody, but you've never... Right. I have friends I don't, I've never spoken to. I have friends that are a decade old that I have never heard their voice. No, it's 100% true. I, so I actually, quick anecdote on that. I went to Essen this year, this last year for the first time. And my lead playtester for Hostage Negotiator in a lot of our games, our solo, a lot of our solo stuff, his name is Mikolai Lechinsky. I think I got that right. But I've had an online relationship with this guy for since the beginning, much right. like you. And, but he's in, you know, he's in Poland, so I've never met him. But I go to Essen this last year, and we meet. And, I mean, it was like, it, I was like, He's a best. He's like one of my best friends, right? Like, and like, and it just affirmed that. Like, you can totally have a great relationship with someone online, and it it translates wonderfully into. And but we lack the language. Yeah, because I have daughters, and they come in. They're like, "Oh, who you got out with? Oh, I'm going yeah. out with this guy I met." Yeah. Wait. Space Station Four Seven Nine on Twitter. Like, <laughs> right. Wait. What's your definition of meet? Right. Where did right. you meet him? Have you ever physically met him? Have you ever? Seen... And that's interesting that we put such an emphasis on the same time space issue. We have to be in the same space at the same time to constitute meeting someone. Oh yeah. Right. And that's it's it's a different world. It's a different world. And, well, I mean, Evan and I, my business partner, like we'll be sitting right next to each other and like sending texts when we get to, to you know, each other. Could be talking or whatever. Yes. Right. Like. Um, it's it just, nuts. It is. It's Sometimes there's that. reasons for that if you, you can't. <laughs> yeah. We're here to talk about um, you. So those people who don't know, you've dropped some hints there. Van Ryder Games has been around for quite a while. You do this full time. This is your yeah. livelihood. It is. You, you have a specialty that I love. Um, you have a specialty around solo games, right? Mm-hmm. You have the, the most popular solo games in the industry. And But do you also, you have strong themes around the way that Van Ryder Games kind of brings games to market. Why don't you explain that a little bit? Sure, yeah. So we focus heavily on story-driven narrative games, games that at the end of the at the end of the game you're talking about how, you know, the the villain that took hostages, you know, flew off the handle and you had to send in the snipe, you know, you you told the sniper, "Hey, we got to take the shot." Like not it, not versus other games where maybe you're talking about, oh, if I would have done this differently, I would have got five more VP, and it's very much more mechanical. Um, so that's what that's sort of the litmus, litmus test I like to do with our games is like, hey, at the end of the game, how are how are people sort of discussing what happened? If they're talking about moving cubes around or or uh, some you know math or anything like that, typically I feel like, well, unless they're also talking about the story, then maybe there's maybe this game isn't as right. thematic as we'd like it to be or uh, but you know with our games hostage negotiator uh the graphic novel adventures i think we're going to talk about 
you very much are experiencing a story. And that's what we are going to talk about. We're talking about you have a live Kickstarter campaign as of the time of this recording. It's been out there. It's the graphic novel adventure season two. Did I get that right? That's correct. Yeah. And so to me, at first blush, that sounded like a divergence from the core of where you're going as a, as a board game company or a tabletop game, I guess is a better accuracy there. But you explained to me that, that no, this is very much in line with what you're pursuing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. So it is, it's a different product line it's where it, it's not a board game that comes in a box necessarily. Um, but, but it is but, a game. But game books are, there's, uh, there's a whole industry around game books, right? So, uh, and, and these game books implement graphics into the game. So it's very different from the old text-based uh, stories where you're making choices. In, our, in this graphic novel adventure set, and, and this is season two, we already actually have five of these books already on the market. Um, you are reading basically through comic frames and yes, there's some text in some of the frames, but some of the frames may just be three doors and there's a number in each door and whichever door you want to go through, you're going to turn to that uh, comic book frame and continue the story. Got it. And, uh, I'm a backer of the campaign. The artwork looks fabulous. I did not back the the first season, but the reason you're saying this is in line with Van Van Ryder's games is because it is a game. It is a strong narrative, and to some degree, I guess it's a solo. It's a solo yeah, activity. Yeah, I mean, it's a solo experience. Uh, there's actually one of the books in season two that could be played two-player competitive, so that's sort of a new twist. Um, but yeah, they're they're a great experience for. We have a, a lot of solo gamers in our fan base, uh, and and they, me, be, me being one of them, you yeah. being one, and 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 others, and we, they latch onto this sort of thing and they love it. Um, so we're thrilled to be bringing it over. Well, we'll talk about uh, latching on because you and I have talked since your first Kickstarter campaign, which was the zombie game. What was that called? Yes, If I'm Going Down. So that was that was our first Kickstarter game. Uh, we weren't there right at the forefront, but it was probably within a year or two of you know Alien Frontiers, and uh, this right. is. I think it was. I think that <coughs> one funded in. 2011, if I have my dates right. So my podcast started in 2011. So yeah, you were right there as one of the very first uh, episodes as we talked about that. And so you, and I forgot where I was going with that thought because you were talking about kind of where you're going and where the, where the company's going, because that's where you started Mm -hmm. and you stayed in that theme. And now what I was interested in was how you came about, because you told me the story earlier and I was hoping that you'd share it. And that is how you came about getting the graphic novels as part of that brand because it's not, to me it's not something you just wake up and say hey we should we should do graphic novel adventure stories yeah so um, so we've licensed out hostage negotiator to different partners and different localizations um, at that time we had never licensed someone from someone else right so what's by the way just as a sign up what's the most successful license area uh, French German oh, Chinese um, so German, there's a whole story behind German, but that one's the newest. Uh, but it's off to a really good start. Um, the Spanish market has done really well. Has it? And then we have uh, a partner that does both Fr- France and Italy, uh, and that that one's done well too. They're all pretty similar in terms of volume. I mean, uh, we're we're going to come back to this for the point. <laughs> now that we're down this, yeah. are there any type of unique, with a game like Hostage Negotiator, are there any type of unique cultural issues that you have to deal with when you're making these uh, localization? Um, typically, it's the responsibility of the licensor to, Handle to manage that. Um, we would definitely give input and, and want them to bring any issues like that to us so that we can 
you know, have that discussion. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't remember any significant. Um, Nothing. Okay. Changes that were requested. It is a sensitive subject with hostage negotiator, and uh, it, it's it's a heavy theme. Um, but it is, you know, and and it doesn't work for everybody. But it's it's been very successful for us. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So we're going to talk about how you then went from yeah. that to now you're doing the second season. Yeah. Oh, and I also want to man, there's AJ, <laughs> and I just. I, you, I enjoy we talking to you. We could have a three-part episode, right? We could. We could have a, We might have to. Uh, just because I... And I have some of the fans who... You guys get back to me. I appreciate that. That I tend to go off. And they're like, no, no, no. Sure. Come back yeah. to that topic. We want. But we're going to talk about right now how you came about getting the license for these books. Yeah. So the reason I said that is because... That ha- that got me started looking at. Well, hey, are there other are there opportunities for us to license someone else's product and bring it, you know, to our market? And so I'm all, I'm you know always looking for things. I was browsing Board Game Geek one day, and I found this game book called Captive. Um, I I traversed the solo community in Board Game Geek quite a bit, and so some solo gamers were talking about this book and. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool because it sounded like game books from my childhood. I'm like, right. oh, man, I love those. I, I got to check this out. It's in a comic. Like, what? That, like, that's such a cool idea. Why did no one think of that before? And so I got a hold of Captive, played it, loved it, amazing. Like, I'm like, this is amazing. Um, and the key part of this story is when I went to the ratings on BGG, there were a lot of ratings that said something to the effect of, man, this is a great book, but you can't find it anywhere. You're not going to be able to buy it, so what's the point? Like, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to get too excited about it because you can't buy it. You can't get it. And I was like, okay, this maybe this is an opportunity. So I reached out. I found out um, that Blue Orange Europe had done a limited print of Captive. In 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 English. In English. And so I reached out to them, and I said, hey, uh, what it, what's going on with this? Uh, do you, is anyone doing this for the USA? Um, and they said, no. Um, what, do you want to do something? And I said, absolutely. I, w- I would love to, to get the license for this. And around this time, I find out the original publisher is called Makaka Editions, and they are a French company. So I go to their website, and they have literally tens... 15 of these different books, different themes, um, all different kinds of these game books. And I was like, so oh you my found God, one. this is amazing. And yeah. that opened the door to, there was right. all of this content, intellectual property yes. that's out there. So already. they have a whole line of these. So now I'm like, well, this is great. We could do a whole line. Like, I, I mean, I was willing to just do the one book captive and that would be awesome. But they had this whole line. So I'm, so we, I got in negotiations with, with them and, um, we struck a deal, and so here we are. We're, we're the first five books are available in retail now, and and we're kickstarting season two. So, and then how well did the first? Because you kickstarted the first ones too, right? Yeah, the, the first ones did phenomenally for us. Uh, we did. Uh, we were just shy of three hundred thousand for the first ones. Is that one of your best projects? That was our it was and is currently our best pro, uh, project in terms of dollar funding. Right, dollar yeah. funding, and then yeah. that, and then that just, I mean, there you realized. You did it. Yeah. Okay. We, it was Well, it was like, hey, the market has spoken, right? Like, they, they want these, and we're going to keep, you know, we're going to keep supporting it. So now season two's come out, mm-hmm. and it's doing very well. Yes. Uh, what? 
We're 103, Something I think, like as that. we're talking. And, and, um, and I guess it's funny because, AJ, when you and I first met and started talking about this way back in 2011... Right, a five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar—that's a lot of money. Oh, our first was ten, you know, a little over ten k. Yes, yeah. I remember. And now we say, oh, hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, that's okay. All right, you do okay, right? Right, right. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's the crazy thing is, I look back and I'm like, how did I, how did I produce and like ship and get all of that to backers for t- under ten k? Like, it doesn't seem possible now, but somehow I, we we did it. Um, no, you, you didn't know, quit your day job. I didn't quit my day job. Absolutely no, not. Absolutely. Uh, I, I didn't do that until only about a year ago. So, yeah. um, yes, but but yeah, it's it's fun to think about how much how much things have changed. And so, if there's advice then you're going to give out uh, to somebody who's like, okay, I want to do that. For example, this is anecdotal. I, I I'm going to share it and I'm going to probably mangle it. But uh, Zev from Z Man Games, right? I sat down with Zev. I have an interview of him when I first met him in Essen in. 2010, I think, 2011. And I was brand new to the industry, just walked in blind and mm-hmm. didn't know anybody, and, but had a, a camera and started interviewing people. And Zeb was one of them I inter- interviewed and asked him how he got started in the industry. And he started mm-hmm. by licensing uh, the, um, the, I can't remember what they're called now, Grave Robbers from Outer Space. Okay. Right? He wanted these games and he just went and he started licensing them and reprinting them mm-hmm. and that he, he kind of stumbled into it and then the game just got the his brand got bigger and bigger yep people are out there and I guess where am I going with this other than companies are out there saying I want more how do I get started how do I get started yeah. branding uh, licensing other people's intellectual property not 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 movies you know not Captain yeah. Marvel type stuff but no somebody's got something they've made somewhere else and I want to bring it in how do I how do I go about that yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I'll give a short answer because the the, that's good, cause the my real question, actual answer my is question really was long. way well. My question was uh, way long too. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um, the short answer is you find out who holds the who holds the intellectual property rights or the license for who for what you want to do, and you get in touch with them. So you start the dialogue, right? Like if you, it it's one th- tricky thing about for like US is. A lot of these companies in Europe and otherwise already do English versions. So not necessarily all of them. Some of them may already have U.S. distribution. So it's it's a little bit trickier, I think, than us licensing to, like, someone in Germany or France. Sure, where we, we haven't direction. translated or done anything, right? Like, Let's go in the other direction. Um, well, I guess that's a better question is if I have a game and I want to get it licensed in Germany, how do I go about doing that? It's all about industry contacts, um, like being at conventions like Gamma, like where, I'm, where we are now, um, convent, uh, Gen Con, like SN, any convention you can go to, you got to go where the people are, right? Not necessarily always, like, you know, when we, I didn't go to Europe to, to get in contact about these books, um, so you can certainly use email and, and sure. Skype and those sorts of things as well. But it's start a dialogue. I mean, you got to come to agreement that's acceptable and beneficial for both parties. Um, but finding out about it, is it one, is it even available a license or, or the property you're looking for? That's the first step. And then two, if it is start a dialogue and, and really showcase to who you're looking to work with, what you bring to the table. And that's what I was going to ask because I think you guys are great. And my butt does not take away from the fact that I think you guys are great, but, uh, here's a company in Europe who's just kind of wondering how they can get these, what they consider successful books to market. And here comes Van Ryder Games, 
who they've probably never heard of. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that you, at the time, where you weren't full-time even then, right? You were still a... No, we a, weren't, yep. A part-time... I mean, most still everybody... Still doing it. Yeah, we're still doing it. Second job, basically. Right, second job. job. And, and you come and say, I'd like to take your thing, and I have the ability and capacity to distribute this to the world in English. Let me, ha- let me have that. Mm-hmm. AJ, what were you able to do to convince this company that Van Ryder Games was in a position to be able to do this for them? Yeah, so you got to sell yourself, right? So... You know, I, I did things like what we've already talked about. I sold why these fit right in our with our brand. Why these? Why our audience will will come and buy these? Um, you have to you have to get them get their trust right that you know what you're doing. Like you, I, we call out, hey, we have our we have a distribution network. You know, the foreign partners are going to be very interested in what kind of numbers are you doing? Like wh- what can we expect? Right, because they're they're looking to get the the best partner they can get right um and drive the most business like i mean that's what we're here for right is to to yeah. make money make a profit so um although no some are here just to play games and make games but yes <laughs> other people are here actually to- that's fair that's fair i should not i should not generalize <laughs> no, um, but-, but for us doing it for a living <laughs> right it, it's 100 percent true um so yeah i mean and find out like what is what is important to them? And specifically, if you could do that before you even talk to them, right? right. Like, um, So in this case, what did you find out beforehand that was important to them? Sure. So you can research. You can do some research, right? Um, we actually just signed another deal. Um, Which we can't talk about. It's not public yet, but it will be soon. And it was a competitive thing where, you know, it was us and they had some choices between us and some other. Well, congratulations other on yeah, that one. Uh, right? It's very, I'm very it's one when you go to somebody and, and you, they don't have any yeah. other choice and you're the first, but here where you have to actually compete for it. Absolutely. That says something about what um, fan writers game. And that'll make sense to people when the sure. news comes out because yeah. Um, but, but so we, we, in this case, in that case, know a lot about that company and we know that our, there's our a brand, fit. it's a very good fit. Our brands align. Our product strategies align. Um, we can bring to the table something they're looking to sort of outsource, right? Like, like some of these companies might, they might not want to want to have to try to figure out how do I get my game into stores in the U.S. Right? Well, guess what? Van Ryder Games can do that for you. Um, and there's a lot of U.S. game companies that can do that for you. So. What do you bring to the table? Do you have a competitive advantage in distribution or, or logistics? Do you have a competitive advantage in terms of like your your uh, customer base? I mean, some of these companies, you know, you think of the the, Steg- the Stonemeyer Games. You think of you know, right. a- of course, Asmodee. Like some of these really big companies. Can I, if I'm them, I'm I'm touting like. How big our customer base is to everyone. Jamie Stegmeyer is going to be thrilled that you compared Asmodee and Stonemaier Games in the same, right? Those yeah. two is the same equal category. But, you know, Jamie's done a great job. I, I agree with everything you're saying. One thing that you've touched on that I agree super with, uh, that's terrible English. Anyway, I won't even edit it out. So please, those who are listening, just ignore that. And that is the brand that you've developed continues to be critical to the success of Van Ryder games versus somebody who, who makes a, this game over here, a racing game, and then they make this space pirates game. And then they Mm -hmm. make that game, which is fun, but in business, you have to be known for something Mm -hmm. and then you can build off of that. And you've done that very well now with your, 
solo themes, but that doesn't mean that you're stuck with that, but mm-hmm. that is a strong brand that people know. That is Van Ryder Games, and the nature of your games, the quality, that starts to be communicated without you having to do the communication, right? When they start asking around and somebody says, so, so tell me about Van Ryder Games, your brand carries that, and I think a lot yeah. of people could learn from what you've done with developing that brand. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, and a lot of, I think most people when they're starting out, they're probably, you know, especially the Kickstarter publisher um they're just they just want to get their game out right they want to get their game into people's hands yeah. and like that's that's how i was um but but we did define very early on like what we wanted to do what area do we want to be in like if you want to be in if you want to be just a general game company that publishes euros thematic so like you're More gonna, games you're, whatever you're broad and that's great but you're also broad, and maybe that's not great. And that's a topic we can talk about, because we're out of time, but that's something we could talk about that in this flood, the tsunami of games that continues to flood the market. If you're broad, there, you do not have enough money on the planet. Well, you do, but there's not enough money for you to market yourself to the network and compete with every other game that's out there that's niche-bound, that's really coming in strong. With I've had Eric Price from Japanime. They've got a strength, oh, strong yeah. brand, right? You've got a strong brand. A company comes in with a general portfolio and is saying, oh, we're going to compete with these games. And, and people are going, to, well, we don't know you. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah, no, so so let, me, let me throw this out. I think this is good. I think you'll like this. If, if, when you think about your brand, think about the three words that you want people to think in their mind as soon as they hear your brand. Yep. Okay. So for us, it's, it's uh, well, I'm going to say thematic or storytelling, right? Storytelling games, story-driven games, solo and excellent customer service. Those are the those are the three things we Stand really for. strive for, and that we hope that people think of, about when they hear our brand. Excellent. So, listeners out there, think about that for you. What do you What do you want want to be known for? What do you want people to think? And, of? and we need to come back and talk about that because that is probably the single biggest critical component. Logistics, you can figure that out. You can outsource that. You can have other people do that. Sure, yeah. But when it comes to who am I and what do I stand for and I call it, what's that one word that people define, my company, myself? That's critical, that personal branding. AJ, thanks so much for your time. You got it. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, special edition from the Gamma Trade Show. My guest has been AJ Porfirio from Van Ryder Games. We've had a great conversation. If you'd like to continue to participate in the conversation, we invite you to join our Facebook group at, uh, I think it's called Funding the Dream on Kickstarter Facebook group. Uh, And you can join us. This episode will be posted there, and we can talk about the things that... uh, AJ has shared with us. Thanks for listening. Take care.